Hello, fantasy managers, and welcome to another video and the first ever Fancy Premier League podcast from Fancy Football Hub. Although we've done video chats before, the most popular request that we get from our users is actually to do a regular podcast. So you asked and we've delivered. We'll be keeping fair, things fairly simple in this first episode by covering three hot topics for the upcoming Game Week 13 before moving on to our own team transfers and captains. Before we delve in, we're starting with some brief intros into each of us. Although we'll be mixing up week to week, today I'm joined by the triple A's. We've got Adam Hopcroft, Andrew Ferguson and Andy Green. So let's start with you, Adam. Uh, you've racked up a very, very impressive six top 10K finishes and never finished outside the top 35,000. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you like to play the game. Yeah, of course. So um, I've, I've been playing now. I think this is my ninth uh, or tenth season. Um, I think I've, previously, when I, when I think back at it, um, particularly the, the first few seasons, it was just have a bit of fun with the mini leagues, got very, very competitive. And then as soon as I started discovering Fantasy Football Scout, Twitter, etc., become a bit more obsessive with the overall ranks. So, yeah, I've done okay the last few years. I'm struggling a bit this year. So I think I'm about 375k. It's not quite going to plan. My last moves didn't quite work out, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, or lack of moves even. Um, so, yeah, that's, I suppose, a bit of a quick intro. And I'm on Twitter, so ahotprof13, if uh, anybody wants to follow me. Yeah, I think we're, we're all struggling a little bit this season. <laughs> Most of all me, which, uh, which we'll probably come to a little bit more later. And I'm sure my regular YouTube listeners will, will know that I've had a bit of a rough start to the season, but we'll, we'll get to that all in more detail next. Um, but before we get there, we're on to Andrew Ferguson. So uh, Andrew is a top multi-format fantasy Premier League player. So he plays fantasy Premier League, he also plays Sun Dream Team and Telegraph and Sky Sports Fantasy Football as well. So he's well-versed in all forms of fantasy football. Got a very impressive FPL record as well with four top 20K finishes in the last five seasons and a best rank of 750. So Andrew, welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Will. Um, yeah, so I've, um, I've been playing um, the Sun game and the TFF game for about... Um, between about 15 and, um, and 20 years. So I was kind of a bit of a late starter to FPL. Started, I think it's my sixth or seventh year. Um, I, I started playing Sky in that time as well. Um, improved year on year until last year when I had a bit of a, a hiccup. And, and this year I've noticed I'm one point behind Adam. I think the difference is I'm quite <laughs> pleased with where I am, whereas Adam is <laughs> quite disappointed. But I do think it's been a tough old season this year. Um, I triple captain Salah in game week one, which was quite different, but it paid off better than, than those who triple captained Sterling last week or the week before, wherever it was. Um, and the wild card in game week three early as well. Um, generally a reserved player, but I try to adapt. And I do think this year I've taken a few hits and most of the time when I've taken a hit I tend to have I've had a green arrow um, including this this last week so um, and I'm wondering whether the top 100k this year is going to be the new top 5 or 10k because it, yeah. it seems to be with all the all the more players all the content um, a lot of teams on Twitter look the same now you know because of um, guys like Effernet, you know, and, and everyone else, I think, um, sharing, you know, our knowledge and experience and things. Um, I think a top 100k finish this year will be, will be good this year. So, yeah, yeah that's I think, Yeah, I think it's a very much sort of a self-inflicted one we're doing on us here. We're, we're telling all the, the users our own tips. So it's, uh, yeah, it, I, you know. I think we're all struggling a little bit this season, but it is a long way to go. And I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've been in similar situations previous seasons and I've still managed to get a top rank at the end of it. But I haven't come close to Andy's top rank. And uh, Andy, you, you've, this is your first sort of appearance on a podcast or a video. And just give a little bit of background to yourself. 
I'm, I'm going to start by just saying that you came third overall last season, which, wow. which is all you really need to know. But apart from that, you do have a very, very impressive record of uh, you know, playing the game for quite a long time with four top 10K finishes in there and multiple other top finishes. So, yeah, in introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, as you can see, I've been playing this game since 2006-07, uh, which probably says more about my age than anything else. But it was really a, an evolution from playing um, championship manager, you know, pitting against other friends and, and spending hour, too many hours on that game. And, uh, you know, just the, the whole concept of building a team, finding players that, that outperform others. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously in terms of the, rec the record, in 2012-13, I finished 525th. Um, a bit of a slip up in 15-16, which I think was related to uh, Leicester's uh, title winning season. Now that kind of feels a bit eerily familiar with this year, uh, given that I currently own zero Leicester assets. But we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, and yeah, I've had four top 10k finishes. Obviously last year I was, uh, you know, third overall, which uh, a lot of people kind of tend to ask me why, you know, what, what did you do differently? And actually, the way I answer it is I kind of actually watched less football last year because I had a, uh, I've got a, a baby boy now. And I actually, you know, a lot of us are on websites like Fancy Football Hub providing a lot of stats. So I, I kind of compensated by using more stats last year. Um, this year, obviously, that, like a lot of players, you know, ourselves included, hasn't exactly been plain sailing. So I had a strong start. Triple captain uh, Salad game week one again, like uh, Andrew. But uh Recently, I've kind of slipped back and I'm currently around 400k. Um, I also play NFL fantasy for the last few years. And this year, I play, I'm playing Sky for the first time, seriously. Uh, and I'm sitting around 1k um, overall. So, you know, that's quite, quite an interesting game. It's very different uh, than FPL in terms of the activity required. But, uh, but yeah, FPL is still the focus for me. Very interesting. And uh, really interesting to see that both the Andes, Andy and Andrew, went for triple captain in game week one, which I don't think is, uh, I think it's very unusual actually for certainly players that have been playing a long time. Any, any particular re reason you went for those? I think, Just, yeah, so I think um, Milner was injured or, or banned or, or something and Marnie was injured as well. Um, and you just looked at Norwich defensive stats from next year um, and kind of, allied that with wanting to get off to a really good start. And I honestly thought after half an hour, I was going to win FPL because uh, <laughs> he was on a goal and assist and three bonus. And uh, um, and after that, obviously, you know, it, it kind of stayed there. But I still think now, you know, even now is the right move. And I think if you look back at previous years, I haven't hit... A triple captain, I don't think, for three seasons. Um, so to take 12 points, you know, and, and get a good start, which it was at the time, I I still think it was the right move. How about what you, Andy? What about you, Andy? I know that we both went for the triple captain on when, when Aguero got that hat-trick last year. So do you think it's yeah. right cool? Yeah, I haven't been hurt by the triple captaincy uh, so far, really. I Normally, I, I wait for the double game weeks to come. But just, I thought about, you know, the City team and I thought, right, well, if we have a, tr a double game week, there's a chance that one of them might get rotated. Liverpool, obviously, you know, is, was the risk. But given Norwich's defensive stats la uh, last season and the fact that Manny and Milner, Salah was on pens, uh, he didn't have the, they didn't have the attacking threat of, of Manny, obviously. So I thought, you know, the stars are aligning here. This is a great uh, op uh, option to go for it in a, in a single week. Try, try something different. And, you know, I'm kind of indifferent about the result. I think it's 12-point game. I mean, you're going to think that some people, even with a sub-opportunity, so, you know, if they double game week uh, using the triple captain, then they end up with, uh, you know, possibly a sub-appearance or maybe just two, two uh, full appearances. So, you know, I'm kind of indifferent about it, but, you know, it's played now. Move on. Yeah, to be honest, I think I'll probably take the, the 12 points now if I, if I had the choice. So I think you, you probably played it quite wisely. Uh, moving on to me then briefly, because uh, I know a lot of so my, my YouTube followers will, will know a little bit about me, but I've uh, been playing FPL for quite some time now, coming up 10 years, and uh, founded Fancy Football Hub, done okay, got six top 10k finishes with the best rank of 82nd, doesn't come quite close to, to Andy's third place there, but um, yeah, fair, fairly decent record there, but uh, this season, <laughs> I'm uh, struggling, it would be an understatement, I've 
for been hovering around 3 million for quite a few weeks. Uh, I did have a, a half decent one this game week, which has brought me breaking into the top 2 million. So I'm, uh, I'm coming for you guys. But yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's, been, it's been a difficult season so far. But I, I'm still hopeful that we, we can turn things around. And last game week was hopefully the start of uh, an upward trajectory. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover three hot topics uh, first. And um, the first one, we, I should say, by, you know, just to start things off, that we had so many, I think it was over 100 comments in the end, uh, about different hot topics that we could, should cover. So thank you, everybody who submitted a comment, because we, we are really, really grateful. But unfortunately, we can't cover all of them. We got loads and loads on covering differentials. And I know that Certainly both the Andes, they do like a differential. So I thought this one would be a really good one to cover. And uh, that one there from Wayne Lean, FPL, he, he's asking, name three ultimate differentials for the next six game week, please. So uh, maybe answer Wayne's question, but also just talk about general differentials. Let, let's start off, off, off with you, Adam. How, okay. you know, what, what differentials are you looking at for the upcoming um, game weeks? I think we, we're blessed this year. There are, there are loads of great options um, in, in all positions and some great value options. Um, I think it's difficult. I, I'm not sure what percentage we're classing as a differential, but I think to go through um, Wayne's question, I've looked at it. So I think if you're looking at, I'll go for one for each position. So if you're looking at defenders, um, the one that I quite like that I've seen nobody's got is Johnny Evans. And the reason is, is so for those that haven't got Soinku or a Leicester player, He's, I think he's, what is he, 3% owned. And in the last four game weeks, he's second for shots in the box for Leicester after Vardy, which was quite a surprising stat with six. And I think just before Soinku scored against Palace, you could see the corners and the deliveries were all going towards Evans. So I think Leicester's defence looked great. So I think at 3%, and I think there are some others, which I'm sure the other guys might mention in defenders. Midfielders... The one that I really like from looking at today is William. And the reason for William is he's 2.9% owned. In the last um, six game weeks, he's averaging seven points a match. I think he's got 42 points. Three goals, two assists, so it might be the other way around. Um, plays 90 in pretty much every match other than the Burnley match when they were 4-0 up. And I think Lampard likes him because of his defensive work. And I think he was a favourite, potentially, of Mourinho as well for that reason. And I think it gives the balance. If, you, if you're going to have like Hudson Adora Pulisic in there, it gives a balance. I think we're talking about mid-price you know, mid midfielders later on. But I think he's up there for, if you're comparing um, the other players, he's up there for both shots and chances created. So I quite like William. And obviously, he's a bonus magnet as well, which um, I think you've got other players like Martial and like that, 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 that shy away a bit from bonus. And then for a striker, I think there are some that you could look at um, in the lower ownerships, but I'm going to say Firmino, and he's 10.7%, so every counts as a differential, I don't know. But the we'll, reason, we'll give you that. Yeah, the reason I'd go for him is a lot will be looking at triple Liverpool. And Firmino's stats have been okay and consistent over, I think he's had more, most shots in the box out of the forwards over the last four or six game weeks. Liverpool with the front three but what tends to happen he's blanked about the last five or six game weeks and anyone that's ever owned Firmino will know he's a very streaky player and if you look at the start of the season he had that if you look at him probably this time last season he went for a spell of you know three or four double digit returns in six game weeks so I think he could be one to look at and when you've got like Salah's injury and Robert Robertson's injury as well I think if you're looking for a triple up, he could be he could be one to go for. So I'd, I'd go with I'd go with those three. With and then and I'm I'm looking at all potentially all of them as well. I really like the Firmino shout actually. You know, I've had him in previous seasons, and he's one of those players that always does well for me. You know, you get some players which you know never sort of hit form, but Firmino is is one of those players that always seems to come in. What about you then, Andy? What uh, differentials have you got lined up? Yeah, it's actually quite timely for me because I'm looking for one in the sense that I'm still holding, I'll get onto the teams in a minute, but I'm still holding Callum Wilson. So I've done a bit of uh, work on, on my replacement for Callum Wilson this week on this IB. Um, so really, the, you know, I'm actually looking at some, some fair, fairly low ownership players. The first one is Wood from Burnley. Yeah, good shot. 
Um, you know, he's only owned by 0.9% of players due to the injuries he's had. You know, when I look at his uh, stats overall, I mean, he's actually fourth overall in the last four game weeks, but he's only played two games in that time. You know, his XG is 3.14 for the last, essentially he's only played 180 minutes. Um, but yet he's got, you know, an, an XG up there with uh, Pulisic. He's had 10 shots, um, nine in the box, and seven of those shots were on target. So, you know, that, that for me stands out. And I, that's the transfer. We'll talk about that in a minute. That's the transfer I think I'm going to be going to be looking at you know he's had uh, seven big chances in two games so uh, Burnley's fixtures Watford away then Crystal Palace at home uh, look quite favorable to me obviously uh, the third fixture um, is Man City home, which who knows I mean on paper it's not 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 a great fixture but Man City's defense isn't exactly rock solid at the moment uh, the second one I'm looking at is Ings obviously got the goal last week uh, owned by 2.9 percent of players He's got Arsenal away, then Watford, and then uh, Norwich at home. Uh, so he's uh, last last four game weeks again. He's had nine shots, seven in the box, and five of those were on target. But really, I've seen I've been talking about it on Twitter a bit this week. Uh, the ultimate differential for me this week, and I'm not too sure it really works in my kind of ideal team structure. What I'm aiming for in the next few weeks is uh, Lacazette of Arsenal. Um, yeah, I know people are you know, turn away in disgust with the fact that, you know, Arsenal are just in disarray, you know, the team seems to be not working together. But if you look at his numbers and, and the fixtures are just outstanding. I mean, he has um, Southampton at home next, then he's got Norwich away, which is plum fixtures. He's got Brighton uh, at home uh, in the third fixture from here. Um, only owned by 1.7% of players. He's had 11 shots, all of which were in the box. And his uh, XG is quite low, though, 1.08. So, you know, for me, he's a great option if you've got the budget and you it fits within your structure. The kind of target midfield I'm aiming for, it doesn't really work for. But, you know, I'm looking, so I'm looking at Wood this week uh, as, as my kind of favourite differential. Yeah, I really like that that Wood shout. And, and YouTube viewers will be able to see our screen up there, which has got... He's top for big chances over the last four game week with seven, with Abraham coming next at six. So he, he's got the numbers to back that up and some pretty decent fixtures. Um, for, for Burnley upcoming. So, yeah, I think that he's a good shout. Are you thinking of going him over Vardy then? Are you going to be uh, hesitant for bringing the getting in, getting involved with the Vardy party? Yeah, I mean, the, the whole Vardy um, XG discussion is probably one for... It's a whole podcast in itself, you know. I think uh, there's been a lot of chat on Twitter about it. Um, I've not got him at the moment. And I would, I'm not averse to getting him. But the simple fact is that, for me, you know, he's way... Uh, you know, if I look at his previous seasons, for example, he's always outperformed his, his stats, his XG. You know, in uh, last season, he, his XG for the whole season was 19 and he scored 18 goals. Um, in 17-18, his XG was 15 and he scored 20 goals. This season, it's uh, 19. Oh, sorry, that's Leicester. This season, it's an XG of 6.54 and he scored 11 goals. So, you know, there's an element of outperformance there. And don't get wrong, Leicester are playing amazingly well. They've got amazing fixtures. So that's one of the reasons I've avoided them for the moment. I'm not saying I'm going to bring them, I'm not going to bring them in at some point, but my target structure is to go for the power midfield, which, uh, you know, we'll get onto when we look at the teams. Fair enough. I do like that lack of depth pick as well. You know, I think that Arsenal, they have some tasty fixtures coming up. Probably a little bit too much of a punt for me, but I guess we are on differentials. What about you, Andrew, then? How, how, who have you got lined up? I had three, um, a couple have gone, but <laughs> um, I'll touch on, on William. So I, I think he's a great option. I brought him into the um, under 10% own team last year, uh, sorry, um, and he immediately returned an assist. And I think to back up Adam's um, points on data from an eye test view, he seemed to be playing a lot more centrally than I've mm. ever seen him play. Um, you know, he's a class act. He's got number 10 shirt. He's on corners. He's on free kicks. Um, he started the last eight games, which I was quite surprised at, actually. It's only been brought off once. Um, and the fixtures after City, they're home to West Ham, home to Villa, away to Everton, home to Bournemouth. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better four fixtures, so um, Rayla won't. And I also picked out Ings, um, just to kind of um, back of Andy's points. He's... Um, he seems to have very quietly amassed, I think, 52 points, which is the same as TAA. And it's more than um, Son, King, Haller, Barnes, 
James, you know. So I think if you'd have, have asked kind of without no innings points how many he'd scored, I, I'm not sure how many would have guessed he scored above those you know, already. So, um, and again, his run is you know, away to Arsenal and then home to Watford, home to Norwich, away to Newcastle, home to West Ham. So, very nice run against for the one player. And my third one, um, I've got a bit of a, a soft spot for this player because the season I did, I did do really well. I had him in and he was a massive difference line over Christmas. Um, it's David Silva. Um, so he's 7.6 million. Um, he did peak over um, 11% ownership a couple of weeks ago. But I think because of the injury now, he's back down to 8.6. Um, he's got 61 points already, which is more than Mount. Only six less than Sterling. Um, he's got five nine-plus point hauls. Um, and also, I think, more importantly, and it'll be interesting to see when we discuss our transfers later around potentially reducing our city attacking coverage, which you know I think a lot of people have been talking about this week, he could be a very cheap route into the city attack, which will allow us to get all the you know all the players every once at the moment that kind of you know Vardy, Jimenez, Martial, which is quite hard to get um, if you've got say Sterling and Mane, for example, or even De Bruyne and Mane. So that's another reason why I quite like him as a differential is he chips in all the time. He plays nearly every game. And I, I think every game he's started this season, aside from when he's he's returned in. So um, I think he's just, just one to have a look at. Um, yeah, and that's it from me on that table. Yeah, some really nice picks. Uh, I think that, the, again, uh, quite, quite a few of mine have gone already, but... Um... Uh, the one that I potentially uh, would look at, and again, I'm not, I'm one of those players which I'm, I'm not sure that we should be going for differential for, for differential sakes, to be honest. You know, I think that I, I sort of just go for the best picks where irrespective of their ownership. But, you know, I, I can certainly see if you're, if you're looking to really jump up those rankings and you want to go for those differential picks. Um, <clears throat> but the, the one I was looking at is actually Doherty. Uh, from Wolves, you know, Wolves have a, a really nice run of fixtures and for per start, his expected points over the last six game weeks is highest amongst defenders and Wolves have a really nice run of fixtures. So uh, a little bit of a last season pick there. He's still pretty high priced at 6.0, which is putting me off a little bit, but I don't know what you guys think of that one. What about you, Adam? Uh, I've actually, sorry, I said I'd written down a few others, and the other two defenders I wrote down was Doherty and Stevens, and I think I think it's a good pick. Um, he's got a really good understanding with Traore as well, so they, they, the Wolves seem to obviously haven't watched the game the weekend, unfortunately. But a lot of Wolves attacks come down the right, so the only downside is the fact that uh, Bowley has got you know is out injured. But I think from a defensive point of view. I don't particularly like their fixtures from an attacking point of view, but I think from a defensive point of view, Sheffield United, Bournemouth, um, Brighton, uh, you know, you can see a few clean sheets in there. So They seem to have, when they've been playing this Europa League as well, you know, a lot, a lot of people are saying, you know, don't go near Wolves assets there. They're going to start the Europa League as well. But what I've seen is that they've actually, you know, last season they're quite attacking, but this season, maybe it's because they're playing the Europa League, they want to conserve a bit of energy. They seem to be playing a little bit more defensive, especially when they have those European games midweek. I don't know if you, if, if anyone else has noticed that or it's just, you know, something which I've picked up in the numbers. But um, yeah, I think Doherty, if you're looking for a defender, then yeah, I think he, he could be an interesting shout. Again, a little bit pricey at 6.0, you know, especially with the likes of Tuyunchu and um, others around that price point. But yeah, I think he's an interesting option and we all know what we can do last season. So yeah, potentially one to think about there. Moving on then, uh, we're going to have a look at which... Liverpool triple up is best. Now, this is something which uh, I'm certainly interested to hear you, you guys' thoughts on because I'm looking to triple up on, on Liverpool. Currently, I have Salah and uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. But um, looking to get a third one, potentially go Mane, potentially go Robertson. Uh, but what, what do you think? Let's, let's start with you, Andy. Yeah, I looked at this... Um... You know, Liverpool, obviously, Salah seems to be carrying something, but yeah, it didn't stop him against uh, in City. And, uh, you know, I tend to look last four game weeks and um, 
you know, Salah's really the best performer of the last four game weeks. Um, if I, and if you look at the kind of the season overall, you know, Salah's XG is up there. Um, their fixtures, Crystal Palace away, Brighton at home, then Everton at home. Um, you know, they, they potentially look like pretty attractive. We can go on to the Liverpool versus City. I mean, I think we should probably bring City into this discussion because if you're looking at bringing in Salah and Manny and possibly Trent Alexander-Arnold, or rather tripling up on that three, then you're probably going to have to lose one of the Man City mids you have, whether it be KDB or, or Sterling. So, you know, if I look at Man City fixtures, you've got Chelsea home, Newcastle away, Burnley away. Um, you know, last again, going back to the last four game weeks, Salah's got 14 shots, uh, 10 in the box and eight on target. The highest XG of, of, of those kind of four attacking players. Manny's up second with um, nine shots, uh, seven in the box and, and four on target. Interestingly, Manny's uh, XA, so the kind of expected assists is, is significantly higher than, um, than Salah. Uh, but I think if you're looking for the ultimate triple, uh, Liverpool triple up, it's really Salah, Manny and, and Trent. You know, I had Robbo pretty much all last season. I know there's been some uh, news out there that he may be carrying, uh, you know, he's not been training properly, whether that's just to get him out of the international break fixtures or there's maybe potentially something more seriously there. You know, I think the safe pick and the form pick is really to go a triple up um, of Salah, Manny and Trent. Um, but bearing in mind that you are going to be sacrificing potentially one uh, City attacker to get that, that triple up. Yeah, I'm just looking at Sterling's stats, actually. I mean, they're, in terms of like his shots on target, and obviously you need to have a shot on target to score. Uh, you know, over the last two game weeks, he's got zero shots on target. And over the last seven game weeks, he's only got four shots on target, which tells you a little bit about his, um, his you know, him and City's ability to get a lot of shot volume. And for me, that, that is a little bit of a worry, and I, I'm certainly considering a Sterling to Mane move. What about you, Andrew? If, if you had to pick three Liverpool assets, which way would you go? Um, the kind of points I think about, one of the main ones is you can only captain one of them, um, and I would only probably look to captain Salah or Mane if I had them above a defender. Um, I currently got Mane. I do like, you know, the... Salah pick, obviously, um, but I think it leaves you very short elsewhere. And as I say, you can only only captain Mane or Salah. Then just looking at the Liverpool defence, so Liverpool have only had two clean sheets this season from 12 games, which is obviously not very good at all. And despite that, Robertson and TAA are still scoring points regularly. Um, if you look at last season's stats, they kept clean sheets in 55% of their games compared to 16 this year. Um, and I suppose to Andy's point about Vardy and Leicester, maybe, I think regression is going to be in, um, imminent. And I would also, I'd probably go as far to say now that when Liverpool score, um, I don't think we're surprised anymore to see Robertson or TAA involved. Whereas maybe last year and previous years, it was, you know, a kind of, Oh wow, that's 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 nice. You know, we weren't expecting it. I think this year, I'm disappointed now if they're not involved. Almost so, I think for those reasons, I'm tending to wear on the Robertson TAA, and I've kind of got Marnie. Um, obviously, dependent on Robertson's potential phantom injury, but I'm planning on bringing in Robertson next week, not not this this coming week. Um, I don't think a way to. Is it Palace this weekend? Mm. Yeah, Crystal Palace away this weekend. I don't think that's potentially a great fixture. Um, but after that, their, their run is really good. So I think that, that's my plan. Yeah, they got a really nice run up until their blank game week. Have uh, anyone considering their blank game week or is it too far in advance? I think it's game week 18, if I'm not mistaken. Adam, maybe you can help me out with that. Yeah, game week 18. Yeah, 18, yeah. Yeah, I've had, just on that. So I've had a quick look because we had some um, some guys asking as well about whether we get rid of the players, whether there's potential for free hit or wild cards. I think the only thing that stands out for me at the moment, you know, it is a long way in the future. Um, but if you look at the fixtures, the fixtures to me don't really lend themselves to ruining your team for. If, say, 
you know, City were home to Norwich and, you know, Spurs mm. under Bournemouth or something like that. But look at the fixtures. You've got um, Everton versus Arsenal, Villa v Southampton, Bournemouth, Burnley, Brighton, Sheffield United, Newcastle Palace, Norwich Wolves, Man City have got Leicester, um, Watford, Man United, and Spurs and Chelsea. I don't, I don't personally see anything real, you know, which really stands out there as as a reason to to go and destroy your team. You know, it is, it is early, but um, I suppose that's my early observation on it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Maybe just make sure you've got a a half decent bench then for that game week eighteen. What about you, Adam? Which, if you if you had to rank these three or three your top top three Liverpool players, he, put you on the okay. spot here. Mane is by far the best, in my opinion, because I think because of the captaincy factor, I think he's head and shoulders above Salah at the moment on the eye test. I watched Salah at, uh, play Villa; he was shocking. I know he had his hampered by his ankle injury, but Mane was absolutely incredible. And to be fair, he him and possibly TAA won him that won him that game. Um, and I think Mane in 2019, I know I've had a bit of controversy, a bit of pushback on Twitter on this over, over this year in particular, but Mane's been much better than Salah, in my opinion. Um, I think, so I'd say Mane first, TAA second, but I think it's close with Robertson. I think it's really close. Um, the only reason I would say TAA is um, potentially the injury news to Robertson recently and the set-piece factor. I'd put Robertson third, and then you could go Salah or Firmino. But I think that, that you've got to factor in the money. I don't think Salah's worth 12 million. I think the other thing I would say is I expect, I'm expecting Sterling to, to work, come back strong as well. Um, and I think, I, I thought against Liverpool, he was their biggest threat and a bit unlucky. So I, I'm not going to be doing the um, Sterling to, to Salah. Thing. I've possibly been a bit harsh on Salah. He's obviously on, he's on penalties. He does have the ability to go through spells and get big hauls. But I just think with the four Mane's in, there's been very few game weeks this year in 2019 in particular where Salah has outperformed or massively outperformed Mane. And Mane, for me, is the man there at the moment. Um, so and so that's who I would go, go for. So I know it's a little bit different. Um, I'm, in terms of what I'm going to do, I'm probably just going to go stick with Mane and TAA. I don't think I'm going to triple up on Liverpool. Um, and I was looking at Robertson, but I think that that injury—if you read what he said about—he's only he's trained once in, you know, or the day before games. It's really he's really concerning, and so was just some of the stuff about Salah, um, his ankle injury. So, they've, what with their fixtures, because we've got some midweek games, I believe, coming up in the Premier League. So, there's a lot of games coming up thick and fast this time of the year uh, before they fly off to um, to uh, Qatar. So I will probably stick with two. Um, I think the other reason is I'm tempted to look at a 5.5 million defender and a 7.5 million midfielder versus Robertson and the other way around, if that makes sense. That's my thought. Because thought, the 7 million midfield, 7 to 8 million midfield bracket's brilliant. And I think someone like Chilwell won't do much worse than Robertson. That's how I'm seeing it at the moment. It could all change. I must admit, I have been impressed with Robertson this season and it was originally in my plans until I saw um, all the news about his ankle because I just don't think that bodes well for loads of consecutive games. So you're, you're likely to go with the, probably just the, the double up then? Yeah, I think there's loads of value yeah. else, elsewhere and, it, and obviously it will give me a bit of an advantage in that game week 18. Um, so that that's my plans at the moment, anyway. Yeah, well, if you look at um, I had a look at Sterling stats as well, um, and just what's been happening with him because one of the people are asking, oh, does he not? Some of the Twitter questions were, does he not play well with Aguero? Does he not play well with uh, Jesus? Um, and I had a look. My kind of eye test suggested that um, he performs better when Mendy's on the pitch. You know, he kind of gets more mm. more ability to come in into the box and. If you look at the last, I mean, Mendy only played two games and then he was out of the team again. Um, during those two games, Sterling had eight shots in the box, only one on target. But, you know, his XG was over one for those two games, uh, 1.22. And without Mendy in the last two games, I know one of them was against uh, Liverpool, of course, but he only had four shots in the box and his XG was significant and his, and his XA were significantly lower. So for me, the Sterling, I agree with Adam, I think he's going to, pick up, you know, even Chelsea at home potentially could be a, a bit of a goal fest. 
but he, I think really it does require Mendy to come back into that team. Now, given that Liverpool result, I think Pep might be uh, looking at, at bringing Mendy back in, assuming he's fit. I think that's a good point, Andy. I think the one thing I'd mentioned on Stern, I tweeted it earlier in the week, if you look at penalty box touches for the last, I think it's four or six, he's, or he's got 70. I can't remember if it was four or six game weeks, but he's got 70. He's more than doubled the next person. Um, I just think he's, it just hasn't quite happened to him. He had that headed chance against Liverpool early on. He's missed a lot of chances. I, and actually, stats compared to last year, someone posted earlier, he's so far ahead of them. I just think it'll start coming together at some point. I, I agree. And I think that, you know, you, you mentioned that thing about Mendy, Andy. I, I, I've heard that argument. To be honest, you know, Mendy didn't play the whole of last season. Sterling absolutely smashed it. So I don't completely, you know, completely buy into that. But, I, you know, nevertheless, I do think that Mendy certainly helps the team in general. With It, it certainly helps the team in general from an attacking point of view. So he can't hurt. But, yeah, I... I do still like Sterling and, you know, it is, at the end of the day, I know they lost against Liverpool, but City are, you know, still probably the, the best attacking team in the league. Maybe, you know, maybe Liverpool can, can challenge them on that front, but they're going to score a lot of goals, aren't they? And, and Sterling's going to be key to a lot of those goals. So I think that Sterling is, is going to be a great pick going forwards. And if I had to drop one City asset, uh, I I'd probably prefer to drop De Bruyne at the moment. I can't get to unless yeah. I go with um, moving out Sterling. But yeah, I, to be honest, if I had to choose between the two of them, I'd probably go with De Bruyne. I don't know what you guys think about that. I I I, I was thinking exactly the same. The only thing that is over Sterling, and we had it's like the Diego Costa factor is those four yellow cards, which yeah. you know hopefully or tactically get one in um, so he misses. Um, one of the cup competitions, but I'm sure Pep will give a cheeky whisper into his ear. No doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and KDB's got um, Rodrigo back now, so the potential that he could start, you know, or advancing a bit further than he has been recently. So that's um, a good point. Yeah, I mean, it, it at the end of the day, it's risky to lose any player like Sterling or or De Bruyne. But you know, they, that's the decisions you make, I guess, as a fancy manager. I do think that's a good point, though, of Rodrigo coming back. Okay, let, let's move on then. Uh, so, <clears throat> mid-price midfielders, we got loads and loads of questions on these as well. So, I just pulled that one from Ryan here. If you were to choose between Marshall and Pulisic, whom would you rather? Considering Pulisic will face a challenge from uh, Callum hudson Doy Mount, and also Frank Lampard has fit midfielders in Kante, Jorginho and Kovacic. Uh, so, that... I think we're, we're gen- generally going to talk about mid-price midfielders in this topic. So uh, also help Ryan answer his question. But we've got uh, for shots inside the box over the last four game weeks, Pulisic coming out top with 13 shots inside the box over the last six game weeks. Uh, Adam's pick there and, and Andrew's actually. Willian coming in with eight picks. And he's arguably more nailed on in that Chelsea side. So which one of those Chelsea assets do you go for? Then you've got all the, the Leicester assets, the Leicester picks. I think there's some great midfield options there. You've got Perez, you've got Tielemans, you've got Madison. Interestingly, their numbers aren't as strong, but you know Leicester are playing really well and all of those look like they're in a, in a good uh, bit of form right now. And then you've also got Martial, which a lot of people are talking about. And of course, the one that people are looking to get rid of is Mason Mount, myself included. So yeah. lots to go over there. Uh, Andrew, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so I think um, my concern with Pulisic is obviously his minutes, but um, it reminds me a bit of last year where we kept waiting for Sterling and Alexander-Arnold to, to have their rest and to get dropped and get rotated, and it never happened. And because of that, I wasn't on Sterling and, and TA much last year, and that kind of killed my rank. So um, while he's probably a bit too much of a punt for me, I do think... He is a really good option. Um, to answer the question, I prefer Martial. So I think Martial, he's started six games. He's returned in five. The fixtures are good. He's more nailed. Um, so I suppose that's that question. The one I'm actually looking at for the next few games is is probably Madison. Just looking at the way mm-hmm. Leicester play, watched them against Arsenal. Madison was just... Very advanced. I know this stat uh, we're looking at now is, is uh, shots inside the box, but 
you know, for Madison, you could add shots outside the box as well mm-hmm. and, and corners and crosses as well. You know, he's, he's just involved in everything. Um, so I think Madison is the one I, I'm looking at with those, probably the expensive mount. But I've got to be honest, all, the, all those players, um, depending on what you're looking for from a price point, from an ownership view, um, I think they're all really good picks. But I think Madison, Martial, and maybe William, kind of a, um, a one, two, three there out of that list there for me. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, what about you, Andy? Well, I mean, these are the two players I'm going to be looking to bring in over the next few weeks. I mean, they're both in outstanding form. Uh, Pulisic particularly, I think he'll be my uh, oh, two-week transfer, if you like. I think I'm going to go for the Chelsea triple-up uh, against West Ham. Um, you know, absolutely insane record, as you mentioned, Will. Uh, you know, last four games, 15 shots, 13 in the box. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, Marshall as well seems to have kind of revitalised this Man United attack. Uh, I read somewhere uh, this week that with or without him, with Marshall, they've had 56 shots in the box and without him, 36. He seems to have revitalised uh, Rashford as well, so he's getting mm-hmm. as well, as we've seen. Um, so, I guess to answer uh, Ryan's question, I would be going for Pulisic over Marshall in the short term, simply, um, you know, fixtures-wise. Um, obviously, Man United have Villa uh, after Sheffield United, so... Uh, obviously that's a great fixture but then after that they have uh, Spurs and, and Man City so for me Pulisic has the fixtures but ultimately the way what Marshall's done to that team if you can try and fit in both fit in both um, and if not he should be a, a very close second to uh, Pulisic Very nice uh, interesting as well there. I, I can't help but worry a little bit about Marshall's in, injury record and mm. Pulisic his game time is a slight worry, especially with, you know, as Ryan mentioned, that Chelsea have a lot of midfielders, but then, you know, how, how can Frank drop him with that type of form that he's shown? What do you reckon, Adam? Um, you know, it's t- it is a tough one. I think there's pros and cons for a lot of these, and I think that's why I ultimately held off bringing them in last week. So I was looking at Pulisic, Madison, Martial. I think when we're starting with Martial, there's some, a lot of stats have been posted about him, but I think we've got to be careful with Man United because the week before they drew, they lost one 0 to Bournemouth. They did well against Norwich and a and a Brighton team that are quite expansive and you know gave space to to be counter attacked. If you look at some of the other matches where United have gone uh, um, and teams have been a bit more difficult to break down, they haven't created loads of chances. So. I'm going to wait a couple of weeks on Man United. I agree with what Andy said. Martial is is probably not for me, but he could make Rashford a great option because um, Rashford was unreal the weekend. I mean, if you look looking stats wise, performance wise, he was he was brilliant. But I think a lot of that came from the runs that Martial was making. He gave them so much, you know, given so much more space. So I I think Martial is a sort of player that will get the consistently get returns, but I don't see huge hauls from him because he doesn't typically get the bonus. He'll need a couple of returns to even be considered. Like, and I, I, think, I think Rashford is probably the more explosive one there. I think the two Chelsea boys I'm interested in, I think Pulisic is so selfish. It's ridiculous. And I, you know that's probably why he's doing so well in the shot stats. And I think if you like that sort of player and you really want someone who's goal hungry, go for him. I think William is great for assists and bonus and it's slightly cheaper. So I'll probably go for one of them in a couple of weeks in for the, when they get the three home games in four. Um, it may come down to price. I'm not sure which one. Um, but I think the standout one for me is Madison. I, I, and this is quite hard for me to say because I've been anti-Madison last season in the sense that I've always felt he flattered to deceive and that people thought he was better than he was. Um, it, not as a player from fantasy returns, but I've watched the last three matches that he played. He wasn't great against um, Southampton, but but as soon as they got that free kick, you knew he would score. Um, I think his set piece and del- his performance against Chris Palace was incredible, particularly his set piece delivery. And I think he, he was great against Arsenal, and he's really, really passing the eye test as does Tillemans as well. So I think, again, what's really good this season is there's a player for almost everyone. So if you haven't quite 
got the money to bring Madison in. I think it's, Tillemans is a great alternative. Same with Pudisic and William. Um, so I think, I think they're all very, very good options. And fixtures-wise, they're, they're um, looking good going forward. I think the only player that, that, that isn't in that list that we shouldn't discount, and I think it was mentioned by Andrew earlier, David Silva, I wouldn't rule him out at all. And I think particularly if you Man City, I think people are wrongly looking at them thinking that they're not going to score well. I don't see it. I think, I think if anything, that Liverpool game, you saw the reaction of Sterling. There's fire there. They, they will come back strong. I have no doubt about it. And just because I haven't, have things haven't worked out for them recently, if you look at Pep's history of the last couple of years, They'll come back strong. And I think David Silva um, always tends to do well straight after it. He always tends to start after international breaks. So I think he could be an option as well. But there's definitely plenty with, um, within that category. Yeah, really good roundup there. I think that for me, if I had to pick one, you know, put, put my money on the, on the post as it were, I'd probably go for Pulisic. But mm. he's got that tricky away fixture at Man City next. So I'd probably wait a week and then, then bring him in for Chelsea got a nice run after that. But I do like Willian as well. And I do like Martial just, you know, Martial's injury record does, does really concern me and United have a, a, some decent fixtures coming up, but then it goes a little bit iffy, but I, I can see the merit in him and Leicester assets, you know, that it's one of those where I think that if you're, if I see a lot of good, or a lot of potential fancy picks in one position from one team, then it it does sort of I don't know it, it I I I think I kind of want that that sort of talisman from a team mm. and you know Madison Tielemans Perez don't really jump out at me I, th- I think Vardy is really the 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 talisman for Leicester so I'm a little bit hesitant to go that way but having said that I think they are still really good picks. Um, and any one of those, or indeed all three of them, could come good over the next few game weeks. So that's kind of where I am. I think it is a really difficult choice, and uh, I think that you've certainly got to go for at least one of those. And you know, the good thing is, if one of them doesn't come good, then you've got a lot of options within that price bracket, which I think is also important for team structure in terms of you know going for going for one of those picks. So yeah, really good question from Ryan there, and lots of others asking similar ones, but. We shall be moving on swiftly because I'm aware that we are uh, chattering along well, which I, which I guess as a podcast it, it is good for. But now we're going to move on to our teams, our transfers and our captaincy decisions. So, Adam, your team's up first there, uh, sitting at a rank of 375,000. It's not a bad position to be in. Uh, you've currently got the captaincy on Mane. Talk us through your team and briefly go over what transfers that you're considering. I think um, one of the things I was looking at last week was to bring in the players like um, the, the Chelsea boys, the Leicester boys, and held off. And I think the one player I would have got rid of last week would have been Sterling. I don't think I can sell him this week. I think it would be a silly move. And I think the same for De Bruyne. So the players that I'm looking at selling at the moment is Otamendi's got to go. And probably um, Mount and it, 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 hopefully I'll have the funds to do it but I'll, I'll, I'll be looking to bring in a Leicester defender possibly Chilwell maybe Soanku maybe Evans and one of the mid midfield mid-price midfielders we've just talked about so it could be Tillemans or Madison because I think the fixtures of William and Pulisic and Martial are quite tough this week so my aim is to triple up on Leicester, and the reason is, I've just watching the last three games, the football they are playing is unreal. And I think if you look at the two two goals they scored, Vardy, I think in fact both Vardy's goals in the um, last two games, it, it's no it's no fluke. Um, and I read an incredible article on the Athletic about how Rogers trains his teams and set up, and you can see it coming through. So. I'm going to probably double up on Leicester. I think Chilwell can match Robertson in the next four or five game weeks and give me more money in, uh, in midfield. Captain, I don't know. There's arguments for Vardy um, because of um, Duncan's Webster out. But Brighton have been okay at home. It's going to be probably be, be between Sterling and Mane. 
I'm very tempted with Mane because um, I don't think many people are captain him and I think he's the best player in the league at the moment. So uh, that's, for, for me, I think it's a good way of getting a, potentially getting a, an advantage. And I don't think Palace are as tough to break down as people, as people think. Good, yeah. No, I, I think those, those moves sound pretty sensible. Um, certainly considering similar ones myself, actually. Right, moving on then. Andrew's team, how you're, you're setting up pretty nicely there. I like, like that team a lot. What are your thoughts of the upcoming game? I see you've got David Silva in there as well. I like that pick. Yeah, so I made the move um, a few weeks ago for back-to-back City um, and home games. So I had Sterling, De Bruyne and Silva for those. It worked well in the first game, not so well <laughs> in the second game. I got rid of De Bruyne last week as part of a, a grander plan. Um, my joke in the pack this week potentially is the Everton left back, a home to Norwich. He'll be making his um, his final hurrah. Um, in terms of transfers, I'm, re- I'm reasonably happy with that team for this week. Um, Leicester away to Brighton, I don't think that's too good a fixture, so I'm not massively inclined to rush in a Leicester mid. Um, obviously, Chelsea away to Man City isn't either. So, quite boringly, um, I think I'm going to save this week, but with a view to um, the following week, probably trying to bring in three transfers for a minus four to attack the fixtures then. You know, um, Leicester at home, uh, Chelsea at home as well. So, basically, all the plays we just talked about, you know, in the mid-price mids, um, and also Robertson as well for... Um, Digny there as well. Um, I'll pro- I, I may look to take out Sterling after this game. And as I mentioned earlier, leave Silver as my only attacking coverage because my thought there, and I don't know whether it's the right thing to do or the right thought, but looking at the fixtures, I'm probably not going to captain a, a City mm. attacker for the next six or seven weeks. Um, so I'd like to spread the cash and keep Silver in there. That said, if Sterling goes and bangs in two, three, four goals this weekend, I'll, um, I'll reconsider. Um, and in terms of captaincy this week, I've currently got it on Sterling. But, you know, as, as Adam said, there's arguments for Mane, um, Vardy. I do tend to like to captain a player at home. And I think City, again, I think to Adam's point, are going to absolutely fly out of the blocks. Chelsea haven't kept an away um, clean sheet this season either, so that's something to bear in mind. So that's my that's my plan. It's a quite quite broadly save this week, but I have grand plans for the week after. <laughs> you might be tempting me into the Sterling captain there. I like, no, I like those moves as well. Uh, Andy, onto your team then. Looking um, pretty strong there. Talk us through that. Well, firstly, uh, thanks for launching this podcast during my worst game. After just after my worst game. <laughs> <laughs> obviously dropping quite significantly down to uh, 405k but yeah I'm still carrying Callum Wilson I thought he might do something against Newcastle nearly scored in the last minute uh, Harry Wilson scored I thought it was Wilson when it popped up on my feed but no, the wrong Wilson um, so he will be leaving my team and I'm going to be uh, bringing in Wood now we've already run through you know some of his stats and you know he's, he's outperforming some players that have played four and he's only played two um, it's absolutely incredible so obviously he relies on McNeil's service that will allow me to uh, free up funds to upgrade the following week, Cantwell, to either uh, Pulisic or, or Marshall. So, you know, you can see where my team's going. I'm going to be moving from essentially 4-3-3 four, four, or, uh, you know, 4-4-2 uh, four, four, to kind of a, a five in the midfield. I'm going to end up with, uh, my plan is to end up with Manny, Sterling, De Bruyne, Pulisic and Marshall. So about as powerful as it gets. Um, and I'll have uh, Tammy and uh, Wood up front. In terms of uh, captaincy this week, I mean, the other thing we've, we've not really thought about is that Sterling seems to be getting quite a good rest. He seems to not be not be in hmm. contention for the hmm. uh, England game. Um, and that, you know, together with the, 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 his nature, and he's quite fired up, obviously, uh, together with the, the Man City team. I mean, if Mendy plays and you got all those uh, factors involved, I think Sterling could be... Uh, quite almost a differential if you like with everyone a lot of people will be captaining Vardy this week and then looking at the Palace game and, and thinking either Salah or Manny 
uh, there. So potentially Sterling could be an interesting one. I'm still kind of on the fence between Sterling and Manny for the captaincy, but uh, Viabi uh, shipping out Callum Wilson and then looking to upgrade Cantwell. Um, as you can see, I've got Mount on the bench. I'm, I, I kind of flipped that around and uh, switched Mount with Conley for the moment, um, just simply because, you know, I don't really trust the Man City defence. Um, but that's why I haven't been tempted by Tomori or, uh, you know, I got rid of Otamendi just because it enables the, the triple up at any time if you want an attack uh, basis, basis the fixtures. So you're going to be rocking without Leicester for a few more weeks then? Brave well, man. yeah, you know, I mean, this is, you know, I'm not ruling out Leicester players at all. I mean, I think they are, um, you know, obviously hugely massively informed. The morale must be incredible at that team. Uh, you know, the way I've, as I said, the way I play this game, certainly in the last couple of years has been a bit more stats orientated and I'm not saying that they're going to regress it's just simply either their stats have to increase or their form has to decrease it might well be the stats the form the stats increase and then and then the points production will be maintained or they uh, start to uh, to regress so by no means am I really mad I think you know Madison Vardy I mean Vardy's been smashing it as has more uh, Madison and even Soyuncu recently um, so, you know, I'm not ruling them out, but the, the sort of team structure I'm aiming for with that five-power midfield doesn't really give you a lot of options. I mean, for me, Trent is a season keeper. I mean, he's, a nine, he's created nine big chances all season, which is second only to De Bruyne. That sort of thing kind of goes under the radar, but it's not just his um, set piece and, uh, you know, taking and, you know, the fact that he plays for Liverpool. It's also that he's almost like, you know, I treat him like a kind of midfielder, if you like. So... So really, um, yeah, my team structure with the, the power five in midfield doesn't really allow for um, Vardy or uh, Leicester assets in the short term, but, you know, I'm not really much. Okay, yeah. Do you know, I think uh, you and uh, Andrew may have convinced me into Sterling captaincy, to be honest. Uh, the more I think about it, the more <laughs> I might be going that way. I've, I've currently got it on Salah, but um, I, I, th I think I might be going towards Sterling. In terms of my transfers and captaincy, as I said, Sterling probably leaning towards that way to the captaincy just from this podcast now, but it, that, that's a, a little bit up in the air. In terms of transfers, again, it's very much in the, up in the air. I'm not going to go into detail because I, I do that in my regular YouTube video, but um, I think Mount is likely to go out, as is potentially one of the City guys, potentially De Bruyne. Uh, I'm, I'm hesitant to sort of nail down who I'm going to bring in. I, I, I do want Pulisic, but I, I recognise that this is not the game we to bring him in. So that gives me a little bit of a quandary. Uh, I'm also potentially want to, you know, get rid of Maguire potentially for a Leicester defender. So there are a few different options there, but I, I, I'm very much going to wait and see, uh, especially with, you know, Salah, he's, there's room he's got a potential knock. So I'm going to wait and see on the press conferences on that. And yeah, there's a lot, lot up in the air and I'm far from making a decision. I think it's going to be a really, really important decision because it could affect how the rest of the season goes, to be honest. So lots of time to think about it before the international break. We're recording this on the Wednesday in the first game week of the international break. So, yeah, lots of thinking to do, but I, I'd like to get rid of Mount. I'm probably going to get rid of De Bruyne. I might take a hit and also take out Defender, but I'm really not sure at the moment. I don't know what you guys... Any thoughts on my team? I, I, I don't think you're too badly set up. I actually think you made a really good point there. I think it's... it's, it's um, when, you, when you were talking about the fixtures, like the game that Pulisic has got, Martial's got quite a tough game. Um, I'd be tempted to take and take a transfer into the next game week personally because what the week that's just gone had like loads of great fixtures, and I think the following yeah. week you've got Chelsea at home to West Ham, is it? Yeah, I'm already, Leicester I'm already got a home game, so I'd, I'd be tempted to make one transfer and roll two over. To, yeah, I should uh, say I've, I've got two transfers, so. Take one and and then roll pull the other two for the good fixtures coming for the up. Good fixtures. Yeah, that's what I would personally yeah. do. But obviously, you don't know what's going to happen with the internationals, do you? So, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a wait and see, but I do see the logic in that. Right, uh, I think that is it for the podcast, gents. So, thank you all very very much for being on. Can you tell us where where we can find you on social media, uh, Adam? You mentioned your handle. Just give it the the listeners and the viewers another shout out for that. Yeah, so it's a Hopcroft thirteen, and uh, Andrew. Uh, my name is at Fergie two two two, 
Andy, where can they, the, the viewers and the listeners find I you? Handles at FPL Fantasy Guide. Sorry. If it's the first time you're listening on one of the podcast versions, then please give us a rating on iTunes or your other podcast provider. Otherwise, hit the like button and subscribe on YouTube as well. Otherwise, that's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.